We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast i have one of your hosts jason perone of the pack a day podcast game out of wisconsin the quick slants podcast along with mark eckel of packer report and paul brettel of dairyland express Cheesehead TV and the Packers Unrestricted Podcast YouTube Show Extravaganza. <laughs> I'm going to do it differently every, every single week, Paul. All right, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, kind of a slow week. is kind of a bummer. I thought maybe more would happen that we'd have to talk about this week. So I guess we'll just have to you know sift through the off-season bag of topics. No, obviously, I don't live under a rock, so that is not the case. We'll have plenty to get to, but as always, we must start with the weather and we're all stateside. We have one from Canada this week. So, Mark, you're the furthest east. As always, we start with you. How are we looking at the beach? Rainy. Ooh. A little bit of rain. Rainy, rain most of the week we tape on Wednesday nights. Um, it, it was nice this morning. And then by the afternoon, it started raining. And it's been a cloudy, rainy, warm, but rainy. And it's supposed to rain all day today. Thursday, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be a rainy day. So, no, no, no beach action for a couple of days here. <laughs> All right, no beach action. We're, worth, for, we're thinking of you in these hard times, <laughs> yeah. in these tough I'm times. Sure well, we were just talking. Daylight savings starts on Sunday, so Paul, you've got a, a win there. It sounds like you're going to get a little bit more daylight in your life. Does that mean warmer temperatures in the Dairyland state of Wisconsin? It does. So winter here's are already long, but the fact that in the dead of it, it's dark by like 4.15. Just hurts. So very excited for daylight savings this weekend. It's been pretty typical here, low 30s, 20s. Had some snow on Monday, but it looks like we're turning a corner this coming Sunday. High 40s, low 50s next week. Be rocking outside. Maybe probably maybe some shorts, t-shirt weather. Be, be looking forward to it. All right. Very good stuff. Well, here in the Phoenix area, 70s, uh, high 60s, low 70s. Plenty of sunshine. I don't see any rain in the forecast here, so it'll be nice and dry as usual, which we did get a little bit of rain this last couple of weeks, which is it's good. Always kind of cleans out the air a little bit, as they say, in this dust bowl that can be the Phoenix locale. And then our friend, as always, Harry in Kamloops, Canada. Sunny and cold lately, high of 36, lows of 16. He dipping down oh. in the teens. He was in the 30s. 
dipping down to the teams. And if there's a hint of a breeze, it feels a lot worse. But he says he saw a lot of motorcycles last weekend. Looks like sunny and warm is coming through this upcoming weekend, which is awesome. So, Harry, as always, thank you so much for everything that you do. Gentlemen. I guess, did, did Andy put a memo out for us to all wear black today? We're all wearing black. Yeah, we are. Black and gray. I got black and gray. You got black on. I mean, you would think, based on the way we're dressed, that the news that we heard on Tuesday was not what we heard, if you're a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. but And, Mark, what happened? I mean, we're, we have all this good fortune, all this good luck yeah, with they, the news cycle. So. What, what, what happened? Uh, uh, that damn McAfee. I'll blame it on McAfee. <laughs> so Tuesday, as we expected, Damn we we well we that we were told two weeks ago that there might be an announcement. Rogers did come on the McAfee show, said there wasn't a decision made. Last week was literally nothing, and this Tuesday we thought, okay, well the franchise tag deadline being Wednesday, Aaron Rodgers surely has to make a decision. Well, he did, and it was announced. Pat McAfee himself came out, and then Ian Rappaport shortly thereafter that said that the Packers have agreed to uh, with a uh, with a con- on a contract with Aaron Rodgers. Now they've. Rodgers disputed that, said he hasn't signed anything yet. I don't know what the numbers are, actually, but they're going to be a big and astronomical, and it's the going rate for a great quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers will be with the Green Bay Packers in 2022. And then later in the day, as suspected, also the Packers put the fran- slapped the franchise tag on receiver Devontae Adams, so they will work on getting a long-term deal done with Devontae Adams, another obviously transcendent player in the game. So we were going to talk about our biggest, uh, our rankings and our thoughts on the defensive side of the ball. We're not going to do that. We're going to talk some, we're going to talk quarterbacks. We, we talked about the quarterbacks last week and how we felt about the quarterback position. You know, do we want to go back and regrade it? How do we, I don't remember how we all graded it. I think it was all very contingent. Now that we know, I think our concern level is what we're, we're probably feeling like a, a 10 in terms of comfort at the quarterback position now. Right. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think all when we did this last week, and not just last week, I think all all three of us anyway, were pretty much convinced he was that he was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I in the back of my mind, there was I always thought he he might retire. I thought he might because you never know with him. He's like he's a complicated fellow, as President <laughs> said, and he really did. That's a great quote because it's so true. He's, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but he's. He is, so you never know what Aaron Rodgers is, is going to do. But I didn't think, I never, no matter what I read or what I heard or whatever happened, I never thought he was going to ask for a trade to Denver or Pittsburgh or anywhere else. I really didn't. Now, maybe I was being naive, I don't know, but I just I thought he was going to play for the Green Bay Packers or he was going to end his career and say, I'm, I'm done, I'm 38, I'm, I played 17 years, what I won four MVPs. I'm 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 gonna go spend the rest of my life and you know, not at, not getting not having to work so hard anymore. Uh, nobody could blame him for it if he if he did that. So, um, but he is back, um, which is I'm I'm happy. I'm happy he's back. There's a little bit of a pause now, in there, Mark. What what was the pause? What was the pause now? For? Uh, because I, I was ready to turn the page. I really was. I I wrote before the 2021 season. I I wrote a story before the last dance stuff even came out. I called it the last hurrah. I said, bring it back. Yeah, bring, you know, let's get Roger, you know, re-sign Aaron Jones, do this, do this, put it all. And they did. They did everything I asked them to do and more. You know, they they really did go all. And I said, and if you win it, 
then you can do whatever you want. Because when you win a Super Bowl, you have a parade, and everybody loves parades. And you can, and you can do whatever you want after that. Who cares? Because you won a Super Bowl. If it doesn't work, then maybe it's time to start over and 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 look at a different and look at different options. Well, they didn't work, but they're going to give they're going to give it. So, I would not have been upset if they had gotten a mega deal from the Broncos or whoever and gotten a bunch of picks and young players and start. I would not have been upset. I really would not have been. But I'm not upset that Aaron I can't say I'm upset that Aaron, that the two-time MVP, four-time overall MVP, one of the greatest players in the history of the franchise, not the history of the game, is back. I, I'm not upset. I can't be upset at that. That's all. Paul, I know um, we talked. Yeah, Paul, I know we talked before the show and you're, you're, in the, you're in the same camp. It's a better thing than not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, what's football about? Winning football games, hopefully you win a championship. And with Aaron Rodgers under center, that gives the Packers the best opportunity to do so. Uh, I will add, about a year ago, roughly, when this news came out that Rodgers was unhappy, might want to leave Green Bay, uh, I wasn't ready at that time. It was a surprise. Uh, Everything was rolling. But as time passes, you have time to digest everything. And uh, from... I don't know, maybe November to December on, I started to turn the tide from thinking, all right, he's gone to, okay, now I could see him staying. But because of that time that had passed, I was at a different place this time where if he said, I don't want to be in Green Bay and trade me, I would have been comfortable with it or I would have accepted it as Mark had said. And it's like, all right, let's move on to Jordan Love. So mentally in that regard, I was definitely in a different spot. But I, yeah, Mark hit on the head. You can't be upset about it. Like I said, end of the day, it's about winning football games and having 1,200 center gives you that best opportunity. Okay, so maybe I'm jumping ahead too far in the conversation here. But the first thing that comes to mind for me is I, I feel the same way. I was very happy to hear that Rodgers comes back because I've said it on Quick Slants. I think I've said it on this show before. Aaron Rodgers gives the Packers the best chance to win, and Aaron Rodgers' best chance to win is with the Packers. If he had gone to play somewhere else in Denver or whatever team it was, it was going to be difficult because that team was going to have had to have given up not everything, but a lot. They would have had to given up a lot of what Rodgers would probably have liked to have kept to keep where competitive wherever it was that he was going, right? The question is the playoffs. The postseason. We know that Rodgers can light up the regular season. Two-time MVP in a row. Four-time MVP. Two times seasons in a row. It's that whole playoff situation here. And, And Mark, part of me wonders if that wasn't some of the pause that you had just a few minutes ago there, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's all the pause. Yeah. Because for me... That's been the big problem is that he's a different guy when you get to playoff football and defenses are scheming different and coaches it's it's one and done or you know do or die you lose you're out type of thing the Packers are supposed to have a home game two years in a row they didn't even get to the conference championship game this last time it is going to be very difficult although now that Russell Wilson's out of the NFC that's one less really good quarterback in the NFC we'll see how the rest of the offseason shakes out and who goes where and, and what Carson Wentz on the move uh, this time uh, you know and and could be coming Eric looks like he is going to Washington so he's coming into the NFC or back to the NFC so that's the big that's a big question now is is and we obviously don't know there's no crystal ball but we're going to assume Devontae Adams is going to come back. We don't know what the draft is going to look like. Was Mark, was that part of the hesitation, the postseason? I think you already answered it. But oh, absolutely, yeah. yes. Well, and here's my thing. Like, I'm going to say something that's going to sound totally insane. I don't want the Packers to get home field advantage next year. 
I don't I blame want you. Dallas to get it. Yeah. I want Dallas to get the number one. <laughs> yeah. No I'm going to be rooting. I'm going to be rooting for the Cowboys. They don't play. The, oh yeah. They, they do play the Packers next year, but um, I don't want, and I'm going to say because, and it's, just, it's, it's, I don't like the Rogers Favre comparison, even though they're so easy to make and everybody has, has been making them while they're, Rogers coming back and that comparison about, you know, before leaving and all that. But this is a comparison that's true. I watched Brett Favre in his last game as a Packer in what they was dubbed the Ice Bowl 2 when they lost to the Giants in the NFC Championship game. It was freezing cold. Favre didn't play well. He looked he looked old. Miserable. For the first time, he looked old. He looked cold. He looked like he wanted to be anywhere but there. And I've said a hundred times since that game, Aaron Rodgers would have won that game if they would have, and they would have never benched Favre. Never I wish we could know. I wish we could have found out. Rodgers would have won that game. There's no doubt in my mind. But because it wouldn't have taken much, the Giants weren't great that day. Favre was just wasn't good. He wasn't Favre. Um, and I think now Rodgers is 38. Old don't like cold. <laughs> just as as a friend of mine said to me. And Paul, you can relate to this much easier than Jason and I. Well, A being younger and B being living in Wisconsin. When you get a foot of snow outside your house, do you want your father shoveling it or your teenage son? Right. <laughs> or you, you know I'm saying you don't have a teenage son, but you know right. you want the you want the young guy. You don't want the old guy out there shoveling snow. You want the young guy out there shoveling snow. Mm-hmm. So when the temperature you know, so I don't want I don't want Green Bay to be home. I don't want them. To, I, mean, I used to think that's what, yeah, we want, yeah, bring those, bring that dome team, New Orleans to Green Bay, bring that Tampa Bay to Green Bay, bring the whoever. No, I want Rodgers going to, to a dome. I want him mm-hmm. going to New Orleans. I want him going to Dallas. I want him going to Arizona. He'll win there. I mean, that people say he, he's had bad playoff games. He had a bad, the San Francisco game was, was not good at all. Tampa wasn't very good either. He was pretty good against the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played well there. Yeah, so it wasn't that cold yet. It's been the really cold games. The last time that Aaron played an indoor playoff game was that NFC Championship game at Atlanta in 2016. Yeah. You can say we can say a lot of things about that game. There was a lot of a uh, lot of players out, a lot of guys, a lot of players out, a lot of guys hurt. They had no chance in that game. They really didn't. Mm-hmm. But Darius Gunther was covering Julio Jones. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all you need to know about that game. Right. Yeah, that was going to be tough sledding, but yeah, and I think I think any any chances. I mean, Rogers still can can still get it done, and and so. L- that's the thing. And the other thing that we said, too, because we did an emergency edition of the Quick Science podcast last night with with Jacob Westendorf and Joe Arrigo. And Jake made a great point. I've said it always, always a thousand times. This is my favorite counter to all these fans of other teams that want to give Packers fans a hard time. And the Packers a hard time because they get to the NFC Championship game and lose. Well, you can't get to the NFC Championship game unless you win a playoff game. You can't get to the playoff game unless you make the playoffs. So it's hard to win a Super Bowl if you don't make the playoffs first. So, uh, you know, all those regular season wins and all those stats and everything else really do matter. So, Paul, as far as the playoffs go, do you have any thoughts on how much better or worse you feel compared to what we just went through? Not what, six weeks ago in watching Rodgers in the playoffs? Do you, do you think a year older or has the situation changed at all in your mind to where you think they have a better or worse chance? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, and I, I, I do agree with what Mark was saying, what you guys had said, and I mean, that San Francisco game, special teams overshadowed it all, but if Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, those special teams mistakes can happen, and Green Bay should still have won by 10 points. Correct. Heading into next season, the Packers and Rodgers, but ev- but the team as a whole, they have to show me that they're more than a regular season team because, honestly, the last couple of years, that's what they've been. I hope they go out and win the division. I hope they go out and win 13 games again. But there isn't going to be that same excitement I should say, as there has been the last couple of years, because now it's show me, show me that you are a 13 win team, that you're the best or one of the best teams in the NFC. And to do so, you have to do it in the playoffs. So I'm definitely going to be more uh, reserved, more skeptical, because I'll be honest, I headed into these uh, last two postseasons, Packers number one seed coming through Lambeau Field thinking this is it they're going to the Super Bowl you weren't alone. I legitimately yeah. I legitimately thought that with every fiber within me these last two seasons but this next year and I suppose I should leave the door open for things to change and me being in the heat of the moment when that arrives but right now looking at it they're a they're a regular season team and they're gonna the Packers as well as Rodgers are gonna have to show that they can win in the postseason yeah you weren't alone there Paul I think a lot of us were very optimistic and we Kind of, you know, here's another reference while we're while we're making references. Paul probably won't get Mark. The Packer fans fell for the banana in the tailpipe again in 2021. <laughs> and after 2020 and really believed home field. OK, they're going to they're going to get it done this time. They're more focused. They're more dialed in. And then just things. I just the excuses are kind of running out for me. They, they, they are a regular season team. And that's that's why I was kind of sour after the season ended. And I thought to myself, how am I going to? find a way to change my tune about my expectations for the next season for the Packers, because I'm so jaded right now because I've seen them fail in so many different ways that it doesn't seem to matter to Mark's point, whether they're the seven seed, the one seed, the two seed, they're playing indoors, outdoors. They've had all of those situations given to them. They've been home. They've been away. They've had, 
guys hurt, other guys, and they don't win. You know, I mean, Belton Jenkins goes down. David Bakhtiari goes down. You got the blocking situation. Mark, you said last week if the blocking was better, the Packers might have, you know, they might have won that game. It's it's just there's there's just so many things. You know, I I I am just short of saying maybe they do need some luck, and I'm the last person who believes in luck. But that's that's what kind of gets said. So, but we know that Aaron Rodgers is back. Devontae Adams is back. And real well, they quickly, had bad luck. Well, they 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 had bad luck. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they they did. Last, but I just not in that game. Not in. The, I'm not talking about the playoff loss. It's it's remark when you look at last season, mm-hmm. and and if you look at it, the whole season, not just the ending. It, it was a bad. It's, it's like watching a great movie, <laughs> and the ending is terrible. It's like, oh my god, it was a terrible ending. But the but the movie was still good. It was a great it was great acting, great directing, great cinematography, whatever, throughout the whole movie. They won thirteen games and earned the number one seed in the conference without two Pro Bowl offensive linemen for most of the year. One for the entire year, basically, and Jenkins for most of the year. Without their leading sack producer for the last two years, for the almost basically the entire season. Without their Maybe the best cornerback in the league for almost the entire. If I if, if you told me after they lost to New Orleans opening day by a hundred, whatever the hell that whatever the hell that score was, <laughs> if you told me, hey, if you if you think this is bad, Matthew is not going to play this year. Jenkins is going to miss whatever many games. This was the last game Zadarius Smith is going to play. Alex, oh yeah, Alexander's going to get hurt in the middle of you know whatever he he's going to miss the rest of the season. Um, and other guys, and then here and there, this guy is going to miss some games. That guy's going to miss some games. And I tell you, oh my God, if they go nine and eight, I'd be thrilled. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we all would have said that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was a good season. Now, but like I, I, I you know, like Jason said, it's they're a regular season team, and I don't want to be a regular season team. I'd, I'd rather be those those bad Giants teams that went nine and seven and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah. One other thing I want to add to all this because we don't know what Rogers' contract is at this point, but uh, one other note that Rappaport made was uh, the first two years, and this is if it ends up being that four-year structure, are supposed to, supposedly going to be uh, very low cap hits, and this is relatively speaking, of course, given the size of his contract. And I know we've talked about it on here before. Uh, we went through the cut him, keep him, all that stuff. He. Even with you know a new deal for Devontae, the Packers have enough cap saving moves at their disposal where they can bring back you know a large portion of that 2021 team and run it back. Now, I don't know what the cap situation is going to look like in 24, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see if the contract plays out, what other moves they make now, how many how much cap charges they push ahead. But you know we talked about it this off season. I know I've written about it too. If they want to bring this same team back or a large portion of them, they can. Again, the salary cap's all about trade offs. If you're bringing Devontae back, if you find a way to sign Devondre Campbell, you know what's the trade off? What what uh, contracts have to be reworked? Maybe who can't you bring back? But if they want to do it, they can do it. And it's certainly, if you're bringing Rodgers back, you tag Adams. That's obviously looking like that's what the plan is going to be. We've said it last week too. It's not like the Packers woke up the day after the San Francisco game and said, whoa, we got to play another season next year. We got all this stuff we got to figure out. They've been looking at all these scenarios and what ifing and flow charting it for a long time. And I think we need to give some credit to the front office, Russ Ballbrand, Gutekunst, for 
having some of these contingencies in place. Now, eventually, Paul, to your point, it's going to catch up with the Packers and they're going to have to pay for some of these moves that they're making. But I heard on the Wendy's Big Show uh, earlier on Wednesday, Mike Silver was on and he said, I know he's not everybody's favorite person in the world right now because of the whole Bakhtiari wedding thing. But he said, look, if you're if you're the Packers and you're the Packers fans, it's all about isn't it all about winning a championship and building a championship team? Unless your owner is just completely crazy, you know, Miami (laughs) Dolphins. You want to build a championship team and try to win it. So if you have Aaron Rodgers and a chance to win a championship, you kind of have to push all your chips in the middle of the table while you've got that opportunity and deal with later, later. Mm -hmm. Right. So I I just, you know, I don't know that we necessarily need to go around the horn there, but I, I guess, Mark, you've watched, you've seen a lot of football. You've been around a lot of football. You've seen a lot of different teams operate and you've seen a lot of different Eagles teams operate. You follow the Packers for a long time. I would have to say, once again, as Packers fans, we need to be, be appreciating those that are pulling the strings and, and controlling the money because the Packers, they're gonna, they want to bring Devondre Campbell back, and we've said it on this very show. If you hear about them talking to a player, there's a very good likelihood that player is going to come back because they're going to try to make it happen. We really don't have a lot to complain about, and I think we should really be appreciative of the fact that the Packers are able to keep Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, talk to Jair, Devondre, those guys. Yeah, I mean... But again, like you said, and like Silver said, it's about winning. If if the Packers win the Super Bowl this year or next, whenever, if they win a Super Bowl with this cast, then mm-hmm. it's all worth it. Absolutely. And what happens after that? It happens. But I yep. mean, sometimes when you win a Super Bowl, it does take its toll, and and you you know, things come. Bills get bills have to get paid. You know, um, so but I would trade. I mean. I covered the Eagles team that went to the NFC, and I thought I was going to have deja vu. <laughs> and it's, it's, it is similar. They, the Packers didn't get to the title game, that, but they lost. The Eagles, three years in a row, got to the NFC title game and lost. Two at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Where they were heavy favorites. Mm-hmm. They were against Tampa and, and, and Carolina. Mm-hmm. Then they got there the fourth year, and they finally got over the hump, got to the Super Bowl, and they lost the Super Bowl to a very good Patriots team. But, but I mean, and that was and that was the same, the same arguments and debates that Packer fans and Packer writers and podcasters, whatever, are having now, were the same things that were going on in Philadelphia back in the early two, from what two thousand to two thousand four. You know, do you? They were they were those of us that were you know they're never going to win they're, they're just not they're not tough enough they're just that the other thing they're not going they they can't do it and other people were saying but hey they have a chance every year they're there you know one of these you know one of these years the ball is going to bounce their their way they're not going you know and it, it kind of did in the sense they they did get to Super Bowl so yeah you you have to you have like as, as Jason said so it was kind of funny but it was, yeah. You can't win if you don't make the playoffs. You can't go to the Super Bowl. They, mm-hmm. there's no, they don't put it. There's no consolation prize. You know, you don't get in the back door somehow. You have to get in the playoffs. And I think I will. I would. I don't know what the odds are, but the, the Packers, unless there's a something crazy happens, they're making the playoffs next year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'll. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a very presumptuous conversation we're having about the playoffs and and the air of what we're talking about for the future already. I think my biggest thing for the for the postseason, and we'll talk we'll talk a little bit more about the we'll get back to some player stuff, is 
the mentality has to change. The way that teams approach the playoffs changes, and that's why you see teams that are low seeds tear through the playoffs because their coaching staff and their players just they they find that next level. Whereas I think the Packers just kind of stay steady, Eddie, which is fine. It doesn't mean they can't win the game. It doesn't mean they can't win a playoff game or win a championship doing that. But there's it's just a different beast. The playoff football is a different animal, and that's why you see crazy things happen in the postseason that you didn't see in the regular season, or you'll watch teams, and we've seen it a hundred times. You've seen you know, a team that beat the heck out of and swept a divisional opponent. They go to the playoffs, and the other team ends up boat racing that the other team and winning the playoff game. There's just there's a lot of things that the Packers need to kind of be better at or change in their approach to the postseason, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about that as we get closer to the season starting. But one of the things we talked about before we started was, and everybody seems to have a take on now, is if Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay, we got to talk a little bit about Jordan Love. So the first question I'll ask is, you know, because we'll get to the we'll get to the whole, you know, should they or should they not trade Love, which we talked a little bit before we start started recording. We'll get to that. But let's hindsight it now. Two years ago, the Packers trade up in the first round. They draft Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers comes off a 2019 season where the Packers think, well, maybe this is kind of the start of the decline and they have to prepare themselves for the future. Word on the street was they actually wanted a wide receiver, which would have made Aaron Rodgers very happy. And not only did he not get a wide receiver, but his replacement was drafted and the Packers (laughs) moved up in the first round to do it. So, Paul, revisiting the 2020 draft, did the Packers blow it by drafting Jordan Love? Obviously, they've stayed good and maintained their, their stature in terms of winning games. And if you think they did, do you forgive them? (laughs) <laughs> uh no i don't think they blow they blew it it's you know looking back on it everyone has a different narrative now because we've seen aaron Rodgers at an mvp level for two years right. but you know that was not the aaron Rodgers that had been here in green bay it you know looked like perhaps his career as you know one of the game's best could be winding down not, you know, i don't think anyone ever any of us thought that there's going to be this steep drop off by any means, but it did look like potentially at this time there could have been a transition period in place. And so in part, that's why the Packers, you know, made that selection. And if you're green Bay, you've been picking for the most part at the very, very back end of the draft for a number of years, decade, two decades plus. Uh, So you're not going to have the opportunity to take a quarterback who you think is going to be the guy. If he's someone that you love, has the traits, the potential that you desire. And so they thought love was that guy and he still can be. That's the thing we do not know. But so they, they saw an opportunity. Aaron Rodgers had not been MVP Aaron Rodgers. He was, what was he? Probably 36, 37 years old at that time. And they had the opportunity, a rare opportunity again, when you're picking in the late twenties, early thirties, to get a quarterback, the premier position in the game, a player that they thought had a very high ceiling, good potential, and Jordan Love still does. And I'm talking past tense again. We don't know. So I absolutely understood that selection. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that when the pick was made, I wasn't somewhat surprised or that I uh, didn't want them to take a receiver. I'm not you know, rewriting that history. But again, we – as we look back on things, our, our perspectives can change. And looking back on the situation that was in Green Bay at that time, I can understand why they made that selection. And also, last piece, this is you know this is the Packer way. 
This is what you know they did with Rodgers instead of Far or over Favre when Ted Thompson made that bold selection at that time. So again, taking those factors into play, no, I don't. I mean, I've seen some. Again, it's it's Twitter, but there's some tweets out there calling Love the worst pick of all time, and I just oh, not even the worst pick. It's in not Packers even the worst history. pick in Packers history, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's not the worst pick that Gutenkunz has made. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about a cornerback from from Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. The, I'm just saying. The other no, thing I was going to say, Paul, is you had to at least be a little excited as a writer because as soon as that love pick happened, you're like, I've got articles written for me for the next uh, 30 days here. You and Mark both probably had plenty to, to write about. So, Mark. Yeah, I, I was gonna, just going to say, I still remember for Cheesehead TV, we did like a group thing before the draft. And one of the questions was, who's the one pick you don't want? Yep. Mine was Jordan Love. Jordan Love. <laughs> right. And for various reasons, right? Mine was, I picked Eddie Lacy the year they drafted Eddie Lacy. I didn't want him. And I don't remember if it was because of an injury situation or whatever it was. And I wasn't, obviously wasn't right there. I mean, hindsight is always clear vision, but Mark, again, you, you know, a lot of, a lot of years watching football and, and covering football, you, you see this happen all the time. A draft pick gets made in a, in a vacuum and in, in the right decision. And then a couple of years later, it's easy to criticize or not. But what is your, your revisionist history take now on the love pick? All right. Well, first, and I agree with a lot of what Paul said, but um, there's two things I'm going to de- debate. One is it's not quite like the Favre-Rogers thing. Rogers fell to the Packers. They right. had and you know, I've, I've read Andrew Brand enough to know and talked to Andrew enough to know. They never in a million years thought, thought that mm-hmm. was going to happen. Not till that day. There, that day they didn't think it. They're, he, he's falling, he's falling, he's falling. And they're thinking, all right, somebody's going to move up, right? Somebody's going to take him. Something's going to happen here. And there he is. They're on the clock and he's still there. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to take him. Right? He's, mm-hmm. he's too good not to take. And they were right. So that, you know, this one, Guttenkunz talked about quarterback prior to that, at, leading up to that draft. He and he's been so he's the most honest general manager I've ever listened to and talked about and talked with or talked to. I mean, he put it out there. Yeah, you know, we could take a quarterback, sure, and he did. Um, now, you say Rodgers wanted a wide receiver. He doesn't throw to rookies. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have. He don't. He, come on, that guy. If they if they took T Higgins, he would have he would have got six catches that year. I mean, mm-hmm. they, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. Um, so, pardon the pun, or pun intended, maybe. I love the pick. I did. <laughs> I really, really did. I was high on Jordan Love in that draft. I had him. I you know, I actually had him ahead of Tua. I thought he would be better than, and I like Tua, but I just thought injury history and size and all that. Um, you know, and they get them where they got them. I mean, when you, when you look at it, and again, we don't know. And people that say love isn't, isn't any good. You know what? Just go. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you don't know. He played a game and a half. Go look at Aaron Rodgers' first game and a half. Go look at Peyton Manning's first yeah, game and a half. Yeah, we talked about any, that before. Go look at every, too, every yeah. great quarterback's mm-hmm. first game. And then look at like some – go look at Bobby Hoying's first game and a half, and you, and you thought he was going to the Hall of Fame, and then he, and he bottomed out a, a half a year later. So I don't want to, you can't base anything off a game and a half of, of actual play. Well, no, the so, other thing too is the value. I mean, if we want to talk yes. about should we mm-hmm. want to talk about should the Packers or should the Packers not trade Mark? Just stay, just staying with you. Should the Packers or should they not trade Jordan Love? Obviously, I know none of us want no. to see Jordan Love traded, but the thing is, is right now 
what what would the what would the Packers take in order if Love is no good? I tell I'm telling you right now, the Packers would probably not accept anything below a two. For for I wouldn't even. Well, let me just say this, and I'll I'll get to that. They got him. When you look at what other teams have had to do to get quarterbacks, jockey all over the place. Yes, the Forty Niners traded three number ones to go up and take a kid from North Dakota State. Sorry, Ross, North Dakota State. (laughs) How's the how's the current quarterback in the NFL from North North Dakota State doing? He got traded for the for the second time. Mm -hmm. All right, so. I don't want quarterbacks from North Dakota State or South Dakota State or any other state. All right? So maybe, you know. Directional state. Ohio State. No, I don't want Ohio State. Because yeah. that's the other team. The Bears trade two number one picks to take, a, to take Fields. You don't know if Fields is any good. History tells Mark, me he's Mark wants, Mark wants players from either Notre Dame or Texas A&M. Notre Dame. I don't want Notre Dame. I don't want Notre Dame. He's got a I used switch to like A&M now. to the Packers start taking them. But, no, I want – I mean – so like, even like o- almost every good quarterback, other than Burrow going one, the, the Bengals had to pick and 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 took him. But like, the Chiefs had to trade up to get Mahomes. The Bills had to trade up to get it and give up a lot. They both all those teams gave up multiple number ones. Packers mm-hmm. gave up a fourth, a low fourth round pick to get him. So I mean, other than their first, I mean, so I mean at the cost, it was well worth it. And who's to say, as, as both of you said, and I agree 100% with both of you, Rodgers, I'm not going to say he was finished, but he wasn't MVP. He, had, mm-hmm. he wasn't in, in 2017, 18, and 19. He wasn't what he was in 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. He was hurt one year, missed almost the entire year. Um, you know, And sometimes when guys, older guys get hurt, they keep getting hurt. Now, l- luckily, he hasn't. But right. And then my dog's getting upset. <laughs> um, Don't talk about Rodgers getting hurt. <laughs> but, you know, so who's to say that the drafting of Love, and, and, like, and as we've said before, Rodgers a little different, right? He thinks differently than, than most, just most a, of just us. Just a little right? bit, yes. So who's to say that, that that drafting of Love didn't light a fire, didn't mm-hmm. spark right. his, and, and make him the MVP again? That, that had they not drafted Love, if they had drafted T. Higgins or Chase Claypool or whoever else was still on the board at that time, who's to say Rodgers wouldn't have been continuing mm-hmm. on that 18-19 level where he was okay, not great, you know, just okay. Who knows? We don't know. But we do know they drafted Love and Rodgers be- became the M- MVP again. So, no, that was a that was not a bad pick. Um, no, it just wasn't. And would I trade him? No, because... Well, I can't, I can't say no. If somebody's going to knock me over, I then mean, you take you know, it, right? But I mean, Will Cameron was traded. Wayne Gretzky was traded. Great, mm-hmm. I mean, great players, and, and and you know, anybody can be traded. But for a, a mid round pick, hell no. First of all, Love is on Love. If they trade Love, they're going to need a backup quarterback, right? I, Paul looked it up before he came on. Only eleven quarterbacks out of thirty-two starting quarterbacks played all, every game last year. So the odds of a quarterback playing every game is it's two to one against you, right? So I know Paul likes a certain practice squad quarterback more than most of us, but is he ready to be a backup? Maybe he is. I don't know, but they're going to have to get a backup. And if they go out to get a veteran backup like a Mariota or a, I don't know um, Trubisky or Foles or any of those, 
they're going to cost money that the Packers can't afford to spend on a backup quarterback when they got to, like we've said before, keep a bunch of good players. You got love for, for what, a little over a million next year? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, 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 no. I'm not trading <laughs> Jordan Love. <laughs> Emphatically there. So, Paul, as far as the Jordan Love thing, kind of the same question there. I mean, you've got, you know, you're you're not upset with the Packers for what they did. But as far as this whole idea, because the other take, the other side of what Mark is saying is, is that it could be Jordan Love or it could be Blake Bortles or it could be Kurt Bankard. If the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers, their chances are are kind of in the tank anyway. Not that you ever want to give up, but that's that's kind of where it's at. So does it really matter who the backup quarterback is? I think it does. Uh, you know, if if it's a game that he misses, you know, and they don't have you know someone strong to lean on, and they lose, you know, it one game is one game. But you know, hopefully, it doesn't come to this. Obviously, but if Rodgers were to miss, you know five, six, seven, eight games, who are you more confident in that can lead you to going, you know, during that eight game stretch four and four? Because that's really all you're looking for is when your quarterback's out an extended period of time, you're not sitting there going, oh, let's try to go six and two. It's no, let's go four and four. Even if you go three and five, it's just let's not go one and seven. Let's not go two and six. And this, I know we haven't seen it with love. It's been a very small sample size, but Lafleur's offense is designed and that was one of the disappointing things for me in the Chiefs game, honestly. I thought that that was a poorly coached game on yep. the Fleur's part because this is leaning on the run game. Where were the quick passes? The Chiefs are blitzing the heck out of love, and there's these long developing routes taking place. Like, look at McVay's offense. They got to a Super Bowl with Goff. Shanahan got to the Super Bowl with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the thing about this system. If love were to ever take over – he doesn't have to be or he shouldn't have to be a Hall of Famer for this team to still be successful. Now, is it going to be more difficult than with Rodgers? Of course it is. He's Aaron Rodgers. But that's so yet to go back to the question. Yes, I do think that there is absolutely value in having love as the backup quarterback for that reason. And Mark hit another point, the salary cap, even for the Packers who are cap strapped. The savings from moving on from him is so little that it really shouldn't even be a factor at all in this decision. Also, with the preseason, we know how quickly narratives can change in the NFL. You give Love another, you know, another summer. Um, Tom Clements, you know, he Aaron Rodgers has talked, you know, so so highly of him for a number of years. That's why he's back in Green Bay. You know, he could have an impact on Love, and now all of a sudden. Rodgers, we know Rodgers isn't going to play this preseason. I hope if if Love is still here, Lafleur gives him you know three plus quarters every single week for those three games. And like I said, narratives can change so quickly in the NFL. That's one way as well for Green Bay to help build his value. And I I believe I don't know how you'd quantify it. I don't know how you'd ever prove this, but I have to believe around the NFL and in organizations there is absolutely value. When they're looking at Love saying, well, he's been on the sidelines with Rodgers for three years. He's been in meeting rooms with Rodgers for three years. I have to think to, to sure. some degree that that's going to matter. So I think, again, if there's a trade that you can't resist, you take it. Uh, Jim Nagy, he is in charge of the senior bowl. He said he talked to a number of, of NFL scouts. They said that they think Packers could get a second-round pick for him. I would take that, um, that, that if that was offered to Green Bay. Uh, and I also think as well, and I love the draft. I dive into it just as much as anyone. But I also think that us on the outside tend to overvalue, 
you know, those picks and what they mean, you know, because they see a lot of, hey, let's trade Jordan Love and we can draft someone to contribute. You know, it's very rare that a fourth or fifth rounder is going to come in and have any sort of impact, especially on a team that's as well built as Green Bay. They're going to play in minimal roles like what Royce Newman did last year. That, that's not normal where a rookie fourth rounder is going to come in and be your day one starter and take you through a majority of the season. So for all those reasons, I think there's way more value in hanging on to love. And at the end of the day, you know, the Packers ask yourself, is there more value in the the compensation we can get in return or is there more value in him being on our team? And right now, I think there's more value in him being on the team. And lastly, I do think that those outside of the organization or outside of the NFL are way undervaluing him. If you watch if you watch Jordan Love in college, there's certainly things that need to improve his uh, decision-making footwork, but you can see why. Like when the Packers drafted him and I went back and rewatched him, you know, you can see why. Oh, here's, you know, the arm, the athleticism, all that stuff. You can see why they were in, in wanted to invest in him. So I, I, I tend to believe that love is going to, they could get more for love than what the general population thinks. Mark, I have to say, uh, uh, we might have a, one of the biggest Jordan love fans could be your dog. Cause I have not heard the noise <laughs> well, no, I, on this topic. Remember, remember when I told you that, that it was raining? Well, now the rain has turned into a thunder and lightning storm and the, the dog getting a little scared of the thunder and lightning, I think. So uh, I was, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Although he does like, he, he is a love, he, you know, he <laughs> big, likes Jordan Love. A big fan. Well, <laughs> what I was going to say is, is so Russell Wilson got, got traded and we got a glimpse into what the Broncos, if the Broncos were making an offer for Rodgers or if they were going to make a Rod, or offer for Rodgers, it kind of makes you wonder what it would have looked like because if Russell Wilson got that, then what would have Aaron Rodgers have garnered? You would assume it would have been a little bit better, either pick wise or players. And and we talked about that before we recorded, but are you sure? Are you sure? I think Russ is six years younger. Yes, he is. But I still, but I I don't think the Packers would have accepted it. I, I don't know that the Packers would have accepted that. Oh, I don't think they would have. Not the package that the Denver sent. No, right. They don't don't want, they, they they don't want lock. They don't want lock. I hope they well, don't we've, we've, You want to talk about North Dakota and South Dakota State quarterbacks, uh, Drew Locke, uh, wherever he came from. But what I was thinking about was if if you want to look at the – take a quick inventory around the NFC now with Russell Wilson departing. Yeah, Carson Wentz is coming in, but we don't know how good he's going to be for Washington. He's I don't – you know, he's, the fact that he's playing on his third different team in three seasons. So if you look around the NFC right now, it's – Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, I guess you could, Dak Prescott. You could Dak. Dak and you could throw you could throw either Lance or Jimmy G in there in, in San Francisco, not because they're good quarterbacks, but because their teams find ways to win. But again, the Packers have this very good opportunity here to play really well. I mean they're they're gonna play they're gonna play three divisional teams that they should do very well against. I don't know if you're gonna sweep the division. But they should they should win all but maybe one game out of that whole that whole thing right there, right? But looking around the NFC, it just seems to me like this is another another opportunity, Paul, to your point, for us to get way too excited about the Packers having a great regular season. Maybe they win thirteen games yet again and no, that's and thirteen. I don't want that. Thir- no, but I'm saying thirteen <laughs> wins is the seems to be the magic number for LaFleur in the in the regular season and then all the unlu- Dallas, all the unluckiness Dallas has to win fourteen. Right, then all of the unluckiness of of winning that many games comes back to bite the Packers in the playoffs. But it's 
you know, that's 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 kind of I mean, what what's your take on that in the NFC? It just seems like the Packers have another great chance if you're just looking at it from the of a from a quarterback standpoint. And the other point I'll make too is I was looking back at the teams that made the Super Bowl. You had two quarterbacks that are not, you know, Joe Burrow's too young. We have no idea what he's going to actually end up being, although he looks like he's on a very good trajectory to have a nice career. Matt Stafford finally has a Super Bowl now. The Hall of Fame conversation, but it's still being had. We don't know. It's not the Hall of Fame this in the quarterback position, you know, that that debate is very real. To your point, Mark, that you made about you don't have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback to win. And, Paul, same thing. You don't have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback to win in the NFL if you do the right things on offense. But looking around the NFC, Mark, you've got to be pretty excited. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, they're, they're in the, I'll be stunned. The Pat, this is a good Packer team. I wrote a story earlier in the week that people didn't like so much, but <laughs> when I just I played devil's advocate that if Rodgers was going to leave, I still think that with love at quarterback, the Packers would win the NFC North. I believe, and I believe that people tell oh, you're just trying to get clicks. You're trying to co-. no, I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe that. I mean, they have a great running game, best running mm-hmm. game in the division by far, best offensive line. Most playmakers on 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 defense and the best head coach. I mean, Minnesota's not good. They got a, Minnesota's got a new general, a new unproven general manager, a new untested head coach, and the king of mediocrity at quarterback in Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you want mediocre? Eric, let me introduce you to him, Kirk Cousins, the guy who, who went to a Viking team that won that won thirteen games and went to the NFC title game. He gets there and they become mediocre. Missed the playoffs three out of his four years. His career record there is record thirty three and thirty one. I know it's not quarterback, but that's what it, that's the Vikings record with him at quarterback thirty three and thirty one, and one. Um, the Bears again, new, new young general manager, new head coach, a defensive minded head head coach at at that, and an an unproven quarterback. The Lions? Do I have to get into the Lions? Do I have no. to tell you why the Lions aren't going? They're to... still biting so, kneecaps or knees. Although the Lions might ankles. be the second best. I'll tell you what, the Lions might be the second best team in the division next year, depending on how they on how to, how they draft. But I, God, I'm not like, again. Golf stock doesn't doesn't do much for me either. But no, the Packers they're by far the best team in the division. And again, for I said it two years ago, I thought they were the best team in the league. I, I and I believe it. This year. I think they were the best team in the league. I really do. But they, and but what, what did I? What did we all say prior to when we were t- 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 yeah, together? The thing that bites you all season is that bites you in the playoffs. Yes, mm-hmm. special teams. They didn't fix special teams. And yes, Rodgers didn't play well. But even if he didn't, if Rodgers played that same game, and they don't get a punt block to kick a field goal block, win. A long return, they win the game ten to three. It would have been ugly, but they would have been playing the Rams the next week, and who knows what might have happened, but. They would have been playing the Rams the next week. So, you know, this is the this is a very good team, a very good roster. Give the front office credit for putting it together. Yell at them for not fixing special teams. Now they fixed it. They have a real coach. Um, They've got a bunch I of think, draft picks. I, what's that? They got a bunch of draft picks. They can add yeah, some talent, can, young talent. Right, and they got to develop it. They got to and they got to pick a guy. And I think I think I know who the guy is. Dominique Daphne. Is going to be your special team star. I think it's very I like possible. It. I mean, I think it's I think it's very possible. And Paul, I was going to say on the topic of the NFC and the competition level, and the quarterback situation. I guess you're going to have to start preparing yourself to temper your expectations 
already because it looks like the Packers are going to have another really good, strong chance to make a big playoff run. It doesn't mean they have to be the one seed, but it looks like they're, they've got a, another strong chance. And, and you're looking around the division, and I think the, the, it's the NFC West, the Packers, maybe the Cowboys, if you believe enough in, in what Dallas has, you're letting Amari Cooper go. And if you think Mike McCarthy can resurge and, and bring it back after that really lackluster showing that they had at the end of the of last season, Packers are looking pretty good in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it was it was mentioned during this whole time leading up to Rodgers' decision, but it seemed like a very small aspect of his decision was Green Bay's best opportunity to win football games. I mean, if he had gone to Denver... He's in a division with Pat Mahomes he has to see twice a year. Justin Herbert he has to see twice a year. Um, I know Derek Carr takes his lumps, especially you know among NFL fan bases, but that was a playoff team. Then you got Josh Allen. You got Joe Burrow. You got Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, like, they were the one seed. And they're, like, the AFC presents a much more difficult path to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, and things can change, obviously, than what the NFC does. There's also Green Bay's roster, which we've talked about, can be retained. They're built to win now. The familiarity with Lafleur's system, the familiarity with his pass catchers, I mean, that was another thing. I know Jerry Judy's a heck of a player, but we all know Rodgers has to get familiar with the receivers, earn that trust, or have them earn that trust. I don't think it's necessarily drop Rodgers in Denver. You know, they're putting up 40 points a game and Rodgers is throwing for 400, 500 yards. There's probably going to be at least some sort of transition period, even with Nathaniel Hackett running a similar offense. So, yeah, the, I mean, since the season's ended, Tom Brady has left the NFC, left the NFL and retired. Russell Wilson has left the NFC and Rodgers is still in Green Bay. Sean yeah. Payton left New Orleans. That too. Right. So it's setting up pretty pretty nicely for the Packers, and we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Now the attention turns to some of the other players that they have to look at if they're going to bring back or not. We've heard there's been talks with Jair Alexander. Devondre Campbell is still on the Packers' radar. Preston Smith. Preston Smith conversations. So I think there's a lot of – there's obviously some fire where that smoke is coming from. So we'll have more to talk about. And then if nothing goes on over the next week, hey, we go back to, to talking about the defensive side of the ball and what if in that. So before we hop off, as we always do, let's go around the horn and talk about what we're working on this next week. Mark, we'll start with you over at Packer Report. What is up now? What is upcoming? Well, what's up now? I, I mentioned the, it doesn't make doesn't hold a lot of water now, but for that day it did. That With or without Rodgers, the Packers were the, are the best team in the NFC North. Well, now they have them. So. Now I'm going to write for tomorrow, um, or for today, if you're listening we're Thursday, what's what'll be up today is um now what? Okay, Rogers is back. Kind of what we were talking about. Rogers is back. Adams in all likelihood is back. So now what? Mm-hmm. You gotta win a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. This is it. Thirteen and I don't care about thirteen and four or fourteen and three or whatever they go. They gotta win they this group has to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Adams I mean, who's is Roger, Rogers and Crosby are the only two people left yeah, in the Super Bowl? Third year in a row we're yeah. saying it, but it's still true, Mark. You're right. This group, the Adams, Aaron Jones, Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari, the guys on defense, they, they, this, and they're good enough. They're certainly good enough to do it. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind that they're good enough. They have, but now they got to, they have to perform in January, not in September and October. Yeah, absolutely. Paul, Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, what's happening? Uh, I wrote an article at Dairyland Express Wednesday morning. It's titled Packers shouldn't trade love just for the sake of trading love. As we discussed, I'm um, also been going through and starting to do some draft prospects to know 
most recent one is UConn's Travis Jones, big interior defender. You know, the Packers only have four interior defensive linemen on the roster at the moment, so they're going to have to address it, obviously, but are they going to invest in it, unlike they haven't in past years, whether that's free agent dollars, which could be limited, or draft capital? And then one other piece is uh, with Rodgers back, you know, him him uh, saying he's coming back, Devontae being tagged, those are the two big dominoes. Now the Packers have eight exclusive rights, free agents. Uh, they still have to work their way under the salary cap before March 16th, which, by the way, March 16th is next Wednesday. We record Wednesday nights. That's when free agency opens. So we'll just uh, we'll just throw that out there, see what happens. But <laughs> there we go. point is there's some a number of moves that are going to be incoming as the area Smith's future determined, potential contract restructure. So those two big dominoes fell, so now I imagine the next day or two, or three or four of them, we're going to start hearing reports of other contract moves being made. We're back on track now with the calendar working in our favor for the Thursday edition of the Pack and Day <laughs> podcast. There will be a Quick Slants podcast that will come out on Monday talking about any updates between now and the end of this weekend. So another good round. Thank you, gentlemen, as always. Hope the weather cooperates. Hope it stops raining over where you're at, Mark, and you get a chance to get out on the beach sometime soon. Paul, no, no, I, I hope you. before too much longer you're warming up the lawnmower. And over here in Phoenix, I'll just be complaining about it being chilly in the mid-60s and troll everybody <laughs> else. So It's been a, uh, a great show. Thanks, everyone, for riding along with us. We'll be back again next week. Wherever you're at, as always, stay warm, stay safe, and go Pack Go! Go!